Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. And for for the longest time, I've been a, a advocate for therapy. I, I've thought therapy is very healthy for people. Everybody should have or should get therapy I think it should be more of a of, of a thing that's accessible to more people because we all have things that that we got to work through. And I've I've never been opposed to myself getting therapy. I've just always put up say a roadblock, say a a reason as to not get it. Either oh, therapy's too expensive cuz let's be honest, it's it's not cheap often. Like sure you can find different programs or different funding in in various ways to to get the help that you need but but to me I was like okay well I'm I'm making an amount of money where oftentimes I'm not qualifying for x y or z but it's still just to a point where it's like hey I, I can't afford that like I, I can't afford therapy the other the other block I would put is like okay once I can't afford therapy like I I probably wouldn't be able to afford both me and my wife going to therapy. That like doubles the cost right there. So I'd be like, "Hey, babe, you know, if you want to if you want to go first, like go first. We'll we'll put the money towards um helping you out before we put the money towards helping me out because I I just felt like, "Hey, I I can I can be strong. I can weather the storm. I can you know, I can do the the hard things. Like I, I can push through it. Um, and you know, the other day, I had this breakdown, and my wife was like, "Look, you, you've you've got to do it. Like you're right now the sole provider. You're you're the one that's bearing a lot of this burden for our family. You just got to pull the trigger. You talk about it all the time. You just got to pull the trigger." And I was like, "Okay, I will." And I I pushed it off, and I pushed it off, and I pushed it off. Until yesterday, I just, I had another breakdown yesterday. Just, I, and it, it, it had, it had started. So yesterday was Tuesday. It had started from Monday. You know, technically I had work off on Monday. That's a huge technical. Um, technically I had work off Monday. It was my son's third birthday. So we were celebrating that, you know, supposed to be just a happy wonderful day that I got to spend with family and I was just sat there racked with anxiety that pulled over into yesterday which is Tuesday and I I just had another complete mental breakdown and finally I was like okay I I cannot I cannot continue this like I I have to I have to make a change somewhere so I went online booked an appointment with someone it's for tomorrow which is like, oh, dang it, you know, I, I couldn't find a time today. I would have preferred to, to do it today. Like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to push it out. Like, I want to get started. Um, but, like, I know, I know things won't change instantly. I know, like, after a 45, you know, maybe it's only a half hour. I don't know exactly how long it's going to be. But after one conversation with a therapist, I know things aren't magically going to change. It's, it's not like a light switch is going to, like my anxiety switch isn't going to be flipped off. My stress switch isn't going to be just flipped off and I'm going to be okay. But it it's a step towards bettering myself. And 
yeah, it's expensive. It's not cheap, which sucks. But I, I've, I've heard so many people say like, it's so worth it. It's helping me out. I'm processing things. I'm able to better understand myself. I, I just feel like I have to do it. Like I have to do it for me, but also I have to do it for my family. This morning, you know, the anxiety is just, it's carrying over. It's carrying over. This morning I woke up an hour before my alarm and my, I just sat there. My chest was pounding. Boom, 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 Like almost to the point it physically hurt. Just how much pressure and strain and, you know, feeling like there was a knot inside my heart. It was just boom, 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 boom. That's, that's not healthy. I'm losing sleep. I'm losing sleep. I'm, they say your heart only has so many beats available. Like, you know, let's take Betty White, for example, supposedly just died of natural causes. Her, her heart hit that last beat almost a hundred years old. So your heart only has so many beats it, it can give. I don't, you know, that's not an exact science. It's just kind of a saying, but if I'm sitting here wasting valuable heartbeats being anxious in the morning laying there for an hour before my alarm goes off my heart rate's spiking out of control i'm trying to do breathing exercises just to regulate it what a complete waste what a complete waste of precious precious heartbeats now i'm not somebody that wants to live as old as betty white did I make the joke on my 72nd birthday, somebody better come with a revolver and just take me out. Point blank, just instant, you know, I don't feel any pain. I I make that joke. It's morbid. I get it. But it's like, I want to live a good life, make sure that those that come after me, so my son, uh, and if I ever have any other children, you know, those that came after me are are taken care of and they're on their life's path. And it's like, I don't... uh, Part of it, part of it's just a fear of like losing my mental and physical capacities. Like I want to go out just being like, Hey, I'm still feeling pretty good, but I feel fulfilled and I feel like I accomplished what I needed to accomplish. And I can see that my kids have, you know, gone on their way. And if they decide to have kids, you know, they're, they're going to be taken care of. And I've, I've put my stamp on this world and left my legacy and left my posterity in the best position I can leave them. But I don't need to stick around and be a burden on anybody. I don't need to stick around and, and have just miserable last years of my life where all my facilities are declining. Like, I don't need that. So I also, I would actually, I'd rather live longer than, you know, be in my fifties and like die of a heart attack. I don't want to do that either. That'd be way worse. That'd be way worse than living older. I mean, to to a point, I guess. But, you know, going back to your heart only has so many beats that it'll beat in its in its lifetime and its and its doings. Um, exercise. When when you're more fit, your resting heart rate is a lot lower. So it's it's kind of counterintuitive. Where yeah, when you exercise, you're your heart is beating a lot faster and you think, oh my gosh, well, if your heart only has so many beats, why would you exercise? Because that's, that's using up a lot of beats. It's getting your heart pumping. Well, because when you condition your heart, it's just going to be, it's going to be stronger and more efficient. And maybe that'll add beats to its lifespan. But you know, the main thing is 
when I'm just sitting around resting and if I go up a flight of stairs or if I, you know, have to jog to catch a bus or if I'm flipping over in bed, right, my my heart rate, because I'm well conditioned, is still going to remain lower. So over the long haul, because, you know, anybody that works out, like the amount of time you're working out in a given day, let's just say an hour a day, let's say there's somebody that's working out one hour, seven days a week. Well, they still have a whole 23 other hours that they're not working out. So it's like they condition their heart in that hour so that the other 23, their resting heart rate is a lot lower. Thus, in the grand scheme of things, they have less beats that their heart has pumped through. Thus, you know, allowing them to live longer. Again, I'm not claiming this is an exact science, just something I've thought about. You know, I not that I set like a, a New Year's resolution. Oh, you know, go to the gym, get fit, lose weight. Um, but you know, the beginning of the year, my wife and I were, were going to the gym and, um, it it felt nice just to be a little more active. And then we both got like slammed with colds. So we're like, okay, we don't want to, we don't want to go to the gym with our colds and get everything infected. And also like we're exhausted either way because our body's just fighting off infection and the virus and whatever other stuff. So we haven't gone in like maybe two weeks, but like, I want to go back. I want to get back. I want to, we were only going for like 20 to 30 minutes, but it was, it was still nice. We, we were going, we were moving and I, I could already like when, when you first start doing it, you can already feel like almost instant feedback because going from nothing to something, there's, there's always that like immediate, your body's like, Hey, we're waking up. Let's go. Um, and then you'll have ups and downs and plateaus and all of that. But I want, I want to be physically and mentally healthy for my family. Uh, and if you ask me right now, this very second, I'm neither, I'm neither. I am, I am not, not that I'm like terribly physically unfit. Granted, I have a cold right now. You might be able to hear it in my voice a little bit. Not that I'm terribly physically unfit. Um, because I, I can run a 10 minute mile. I, I did that the other day, you know, no conditioning, not that a 10 minute mile is all that fast, but it's six miles an hour for 10 whole minutes. Um, I'm glad I was able to do that. I just powered through. Um, so I I feel like that's a good conditioning benchmark. Like I always want to be able to run, at least run a 10 minute mile. If I can do that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. My, my record for the miles, seven minutes. I did that. in I think ninth grade, um, which again, isn't even that fast of a mile. I think a life goal, if I were to run a lot would be a six minute mile. I get, you know, that's maybe the next benchmark of mile accomplishment, but also, you know, my mental health is complete garbage right now, almost to a point where like it's, sometimes hard to even function right and you know I'm not afraid to admit that but it's scary to admit that when you're like yeah I've got an employer that is expecting x y and z of me I've got a family that I've got to take care of you know I'm, I'm the sole provider it's it's my income so I, I, it worries me and further adds to the stress and anxiety where it's like oh my gosh if my mental health isn't in a good state then you know my work is going to decline. And if my work declines, then I'm going to get fired. And if I get fired, you know, there goes the whole financial support system for my family. And that added mounted stress, like freaks me out on the flip side. You know, I just like, 
I, I have these, these goals and dreams of, of doing my own thing. And it's like, yeah, that, that would have its own stresses, right? When, when you have, when you have like a job with a company, whether it's going well or not, like I can expect a paycheck of a certain amount on this day and this day of the month. Like it's, I know I have health insurance. So long as I have this job, like I, I have those two things and, and that's reassuring when you're doing your own thing. Like you don't have that level of security. I've also heard the flip side where having just your one income is not secure at all. My family is essentially on a balance beam right now. We have this one company giving me a paycheck. We have no other financial income right now. Some people might think, well, yeah, you got, you know, you got, you got a job and it's got health insurance and it's got benefits and it's paying you a, a nice salary. That's, that's very secure. And I'm like, I don't know if that goes, we're, we're done for like, we have nothing else, but you know, if people have been able to, I forgot where exactly I read it or saw it or watched it, but it's like, when you have just one income from an employer and if you lose that income, you lose anything. But if you're doing kind of your own thing, say you have like customers or you're creating content and you have viewers and people might be donating to you uh, and you might be getting like tips or this and that. Like if Walmart loses one, one customer, like one source of income from a customer, say I never go to Walmart again. Say Walmart loses my business holistically the rest of my life. They're okay. They'll survive. You know, back when I was at my job before this one, I used to say, hey, like, yeah, my job is to make sure people aren't, you know, canceling with us. That's part of my job. But if one person cancels, we're okay because we have this whole other laundry list of people that are using the software and, and paying, you know, paying to use that software. So the survival of the business isn't, isn't hinged upon this one source of income. And I've always wanted to give my life to that where it's like my survival isn't hinged upon one source of income. And right now it is. And that's scary to me. That's terrifying. Now, I, I think it's perfectly a-okay for people to have a nine to five job and, you know, they might be happy and it might work out well for them and they're doing well. My worry is that I, yeah, I have a nine to five job that pays me well, it gives me benefits, but I'm so anxious about it. And, you know, my mental health just seems to be declining and a lot of it's work related that <laughs> it's, it's not going to work out. I just got a text from my wife. She is not pregnant. It's not that we're trying to get pregnant. She was just like feeling nauseous lately and feeling really bloated. So occasionally, you know, and she's pretty late on her period. So, you know, in, in situations like this. We've done many a pregnancy tests so far, all of them negative. Uh, you know, you just want to be made aware and and know that. So that that's another thing that kind of added to the stress was like, oh my gosh, is is my wife pregnant? Am I expecting another child on the way? So now knowing that she's not pregnant, like I, I guess I'm a little less stressed about that. We we gave ourselves kind of a, a a timeline where it's like, hey, by the time we're 30, we're done having kids. So in the next three years of my life, we have to decide if we're going to have another child or not. Um, uh, and I, I think that's good. Like my, my dad was 35 when, when they had me. Um, and 
not that that's like crazy old or anything. There, there are plenty of people that have children much older. Um, and my dad was able to like go play football with me and my friends and like go take me go guarding and you know, he'll, he'll still do like, we'll go on bike rides. So he's like, he's still able to be, uh, uh, physically active. You know, some people are like, yeah, my dad's was 65 when he had me. And it's like, what's your 65 year old dad going to be able to do with you? Right. You know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that had a dad that was 65 crazy as that is. But you know, I, I, I was 24 when we had my son. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm glad that I'm young and have the energy to keep up with him. And I want to make sure that if we have another kid, like I, I still have enough young energy to give them while they're young and energetic. Um, so that's why we're kind of like, hey, 30, we kind of want to have be our deadline. And, you know, we can do that because we got married young. We had our first kid decently young. Uh, and I, I don't think we would want more than two that anyway, kind of side tangent. These, these are all the things that have been going through my head lately that have been adding to stress and anxiety and, and fear that I have. Um, so I, I, I am scheduled, I am scheduled to have my first therapy session tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Uh, am I going to cry? Probably. I, I cry a lot these days. Um, that's okay. It's, it's, it's good to express those emotions and feel them rather than bottle them up. I don't think bottling them up helps anybody. Um, I've cried plenty of times on this podcast. I'm an emotional dude. I also like, you know, when I get, when I get anxious and stressed, I don't like have the energy or focus to do the creative things I want to do. And then it, it's a, it's a, self self siphoning or spiraling thing where it's like I, I then feel guilty and sad and anxious and depressed and jealous that I'm not able to do the creative things that I want to do you know just the cycle repeats I, I want to break that cycle I feel like I've had that cycle be repeating too much I hope therapy can help me break it um I don't know. I just, I need somebody to help me work through all the things going on in my head. Cause there's, there's a lot, there's a lot. Uh, and I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I can't, I can't do it alone. I'm going to end with, uh, I'm going to end the episode with like the religious side of, of me. Um, obviously member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints have been my whole entire life. I've had times where it has been a huge huge blessing in my life um I, and i've had times where it's like hey you know i'm not like crazy active like i've kind of taken a, a little bit of a step back from it like i still have a, a faith in a savior in jesus christ and a god that loves me uh and i still believe that it can be a great positive organization for for people and and myself and you know still do things like pay tithing etc. Um, faith and religion can be great for a lot of people. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I'll admit that not everybody's cup of tea, but it can be, it can be very beneficial for some people. It just gives, it gives people something to believe in, to have hope in, uh, maybe a little bit of a sense of purpose, a little bit of a sense of direction. At the very least, it gives a lot of people a community 
and I believe having a, a supportive community is paramount for our, our being. Um, you know, having a community that you can confide in and resonate with and serve, you know, having people that you can serve is huge. Um, so I, I do believe a lot of people say there are a lot of negatives with religion and, and there are, there are, and it's unfortunate, but I do believe that there are a lot of positives with religion. I don't think religion can replace proper scientific, um, mental health, so therapy. I don't think religion can replace therapy. I think they can go hand in hand. Uh, they can work well together, but there's a difference between like spiritual health, in my opinion, and, and mental health. And yeah, they're, they're definitely connected. You, you know, I, you have your mind, your body, your spirit. They're all connected. Like I, I am made up of a mind, a body, and a spirit, and they're, they're all connected. But they, they are still distinct where... Yeah, my, my spiritual health might be doing great where I feel like, hey, you know, there is a God that loves me, but my mental health might be uh, lacking or my mental health might be great uh, and my spiritual health might be lacking. Right now, probably both are lacking um, a little bit, but I tend not to worry myself like, oh, am I spiritually doing the best I can? Because my belief is, you know, there there's there's Christ and there's God and they love me Um and, and they really are watching out for me. And, and so often I try and look around and see, hey, you know, what what blessings do I have in my life? So maybe the little bit of spiritual uh, faith that I do have helps carry me forward, even though it's not huge, even though it's 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 definitely been better. Um, my, my spiritual health uh, helps, right? It, it helps with my mental health. But I, I realize that, like... There are chemical and scientific processes happening in my body. We're, we're a bunch of chemicals. And when those chemicals get out of balance, um, you know, you can't just simply rely on having stronger faith. I, I don't know which apostle or prophet said it. Multiple, multiple of them probably have. But, you know, they, they've advocated where, if it, where it's like, hey, if you're physically sick, like, take medicine, go to the doctor, go to the hospital, right? There are scientific processes that have been developed that will help you be physically better. And when you've gone through the correct processes and you've put your best effort forward to help rectify the situation, then, you know, that spiritual healing, something like a, 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 a blessing of healing, right? getting in kind of the semantics of my religion can then help. But oftentimes God is like, Hey, I need to see that you're putting in the effort, like, and then you'll be blessed. So for my mental health, I can't simply just sit here and demand, Hey, God, make me feel better. That's not how it works. I need to be able to talk it out with somebody that has the proper training, um, and help me have the strategies to uh help myself and then i'm sure i'll see the blessings you know once i can kind of work through a little bit of this and that myself i'll, I'll see the blessings that god has given me after that um it, it i did group therapy earlier in my life that helped out a ton and it was very similar where hey once i took the steps i i really could uh see those spiritual blessings around me so 
day one starts tomorrow. Anyway, go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Uh, Visit my website, jasontebs.com. That's got kind of the uh, conglomerate of everything I kind of do creatively. Uh, Thanks for listening. I hope you are doing well. I I genuinely do wish the best for everybody. Um, I hope you have a great one.